Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Wardell joined by Greg Crone, Gregory, and all the listeners. Happy New Year. Oh, happy New Year to you too, Chris, and everybody listening. And uh, the playoffs? We're, we're talking about playoffs. Playoffs? I, I can't believe it. I'm the first one to say I am completely awestruck. I have no idea how this turnaround happened. Sure, did we play nothing but bottom feeder teams in the league for the last like seven weeks absolutely but here we are the playoffs clinched and we're ready to move on i mean the schedule does even out at some point the eagles had an extraordinarily difficult start to the schedule and that was very much balanced out by a uh, extraordinarily easy second half with the potential uh question mark what's going to happen this saturday night i don't know how excited the NFL is going to be for this to be the game that gets flexed out to, to Saturday night primetime. But uh, also worth pointing out, Greg's dying as we record this. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, fighting a little bit of allergies. I'm, I'm all right, though. Um, but yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be interesting if they go all backups on both sides. I don't Dallas know. says they're playing their, their starters. Well, then I guess we're going to have to play starters off starters. Why? I don't know. I don't know. There's so many scenarios in terms of seeding that it really, like, I guess it really depends on who you think you want to play in the first round, potentially. And, like, if you lose, then I guess you're just rooting for whatever the other scenarios to work out are, I guess. I don't really know. Yeah, if it's me, I'm not risking a player of consequence in a meaningless game. I mean, how dare how dare you pretend like Greg Ward isn't a player of consequence? Five catches this year, three touchdowns, sixty percent of them go for scores. It's all that matters, right? All he did <laughs> the last time we had a player in Philadelphia that it was said all he does is catch touchdown passes. He ended up in the Hall of Fame. I mean, can you can you argue with that? I can't. <laughs> I imagine that Greg Ward is uh, he's going to take the Chris Carter career path. And- <laughs> Anytime now. Started a little bit late. Um, Just a tiny bit. There's a, hey, when we get rid of him, that's that's when it'll be. That's when we'll turn up the, the, the Jets. Yeah, it'll be DeAndre Carter. There, uh, There's a lot going on in sports right now. I've got BovadaSportsbook.com open in front of me. Not just week 18? That sounds weird. Weird. In the NFL. Also, how about a, how about a college football championship? How about some... Uh, some fun props are actually where I wanted to, I wanted to start this uh, this show off today. Assuming that I can find the paper that I'm <laughs> making notes on, one of the uh, news stories that came out today is that the Washington Football Team announced they're going to be unveiling their new name. I didn't want to say announcing, yeah, uh, their new name on February second, two thousand twenty-two, two two twenty-two. Uh, flair for the dramatics, Jason Wright. And <clears throat> you texted me earlier asking how I felt about them getting rid of the WFT name. I said, good, this isn't soccer. Uh, where do you stand <laughs> on it? 
I mean, honestly, it, maybe it's just because it's been two years of the football team. I, I, I'm kind of like, why change it now? Um, but I get, I mean, I get why they're going to do it. They're the only ones that are just sort of that weird branded football, high water football team. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, in major league, when they do the American express commercial and it's like, hi, we're a major league baseball team. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's essentially the same. That's what the football team essentially is right now. But I'm a little bit con- like, I just don't know where they go from here. Like what, what, what are the options? Well, and that's funny too, because that team that did that in major league, oh my goodness, that (laughs) team that did that in major league is, uh, going into next year, you know, for a very long time, they were the Cleveland baseball team until they they, uh, they announced the guardians, which is going to be another very weird change, um, that I don't necessarily, and you muted yourself. Oh, it's going to be a very weird change that I don't necessarily expect, you know, Uh uh-huh. This is going to be an interesting show. (laughs) So you asked what the other options were. It came out today that the overwhelming fan uh, choice was the, uh, the red wolves, the Washington red wolves, or just the Washington wolves won't be possible because of trademark purposes. It just so happens, Gregory, that Bavada has odds on what the Washington football team is going to change its name to prior to the 2022 season. And, uh, and let's dig through that. I do think it's interesting. I wonder what kind of insider knowledge there is right now. So a pretty big favorite in the clubhouse. I'll give you, I'll give you, okay, um, you know what? I apologize. Uh, there's not a big favorite. They're just a little bit out of order right now. Mm. I'll give you the top five. Okay. Uh, okay. There's, okay, so there's a lot of them that are out of order. So I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what the top five are. Uh, all right, the top five tied for places four and five at plus sixteen hundred, the Washington Armada and the Washington Brigade. Those both Co- stink. Coming in at third place, you're gonna notice that there's a trend through all of these, Gregory. Coming in third place, the Washington Red Hogs at plus four fifty. Stinks. In second place, the Washington Admirals at plus 220. It's better, but I still don't really like it. And the leader in the Bavada clubhouse here for the Washington name at plus 160, the Washington Commanders. Ooh. Uh, uh, I mean, Admirals, I think, is better than Commanders. I don't yeah, necessarily Commanders know. Commanders doesn't can... roll. No. But then when I hear admirals, all I think about is David Robinson. So now we're just the Washington David Robinsons. And that's... You, you could do worse. That guy, I mean, he was, he, was, uh, he was in the Navy. He was the number one pick in the draft. Scored 71 points in a game. You could do worse. No, you could definitely do worse. There's no doubt about it. It's just, to me, that's the first thing I think of when I hear that almost every time. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. Isn't the uh, Red Hogs just way too close? It really is. It's a little too on the nose, uh, if we're being if we're being honest. But I don't know. All of those names are not not really great. They're just not great. The other names that are possible: uh, the Washington Aviators, the Washington Presidents. Speaking Ugh. of being just on the nose, God. the Washington Lincolns plus two thousand. The Washington Renegades plus two thousand. The Washington Sentinels plus two thousand. I don't hate it. 
And I'm, the Washington Generals, I believe that name's taken, plus 2,800. Yeah. I would say, honestly, the Renegades is probably the best one on that entire list. Like, uh, that's, I know it, it's kind of, you know, away from sort of the angle I think they were taking, but I think it's the one that flows the best out of any of them. Sorry, I didn't, I missed one, and this would actually come in in fourth place. Um, the Washington Red Tails plus 1200 at Ugh. I don't hate it. It's not, it's not terrible, but I don't, I don't think, like, the issue I have with, with any of these, and, and maybe it's just because, you know, their, their former name was so sort of iconic in terms of NFL and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, like, so woven into the fabric of the NFL that, no matter what they go with, it's going to make me think this is an XFL team for at least a little bit. Like the Washington Renegades is absolutely the XFL. Oh, for like, sure. There's no doubt about it. Even the Red Tails, the Red Wolves, all of them, any of those is, it feels XFL to me. So I don't know. I, no matter what they go with, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be panned, I think across the board at least early on sort of like the football team was yeah and well the washington defenders feels like uh, an indoor lacrosse team name that's a perfect um, call i don't oh, man <laughs> i think there is something funny to going with the washington generals after the problem that the uh the cleveland guardians had clearing their name after they announced it <laughs> i mean if you go with the washington generals your your franchise is never going to be successful. That's the only issue. That name has a stigma that you're 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 dancing a little too close to the sun there. Just maybe don't play the Globetrotters every game. <laughs> well, you know that's a strategy. It's certainly a strategy. So we get this on the on the uh, the second of February. How much do you care? Not a lot. Me I mean, I'm I'm interested to see what they go with, to see what they thought was the best like idea in terms of marketing, et cetera, yada yada yada. But I mean, I'm I'm I know I'm just gonna refer to them as Washington for the most part, regardless anyway. So yeah. well, it seems like they wanted the Red Wolves to be the name, but it just didn't work out. I mean, there had to be a monetary price that they could have spent, and they're choosing not to actively. Like they ha- that has to be the case. Uh, I mean, I'm entirely possible, right? But the, how much, how much is that that price worth to the team to uh, to give the fans what they want? Hell, they're not even willing to uh, give the fans a, a stadium that is safe to to uh, be a fan in. That's true. I mean, you talk about just the, the things that could have gone wrong. I mean, oh, something yeah. went terribly wrong, but it could have gone so much more horribly wrong. Whether it was from an injury perspective to the people falling to the people on the ground, like what are we do? Get a new stadium, do something. Mm-hmm. What are we doing here? If it's not poop falling from the ceilings, it's people <laughs> falling out of the stands. It's like, what? Yeah. We're of course alluding to the incident that took place during the Washington football team, Philadelphia Eagles game this past week when uh part of the stands just kind of fell as Jalen hurts was heading to the, <laughs> the locker room for halftime. Hertz missed the, I don't know, the the metal part of it probably missed Hertz by a foot. Yeah. And uh, a number of fans actually fell out and onto the field. Just absolutely insane. Like, that is insanity that can happen. And I know 
there's it's happened in the past there's been incidents and things like that where where like stadium structures have failed but like yeah. uh, that, that's an area of the field that you need to reinforce a little bit better like what are we doing how about how cool and calm our quarterback stayed i mean that's how he plays that's not surprising he's just kind of you know deal with it as it comes at him and he sidestepped it and hung out for a couple seconds and then was like all right i gotta go yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. You know, Hertz obviously uh, goes and helps people up off the ground. And then the, the change in demeanor from the fans who fell immediately, uh, just like going in and like hugging and hanging out with Jalen Hurts was pretty funny. Well, I mean, that was their goal to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. Their goal was to, to, to try to get an autograph, a handshake, whatever it was as he was leaving the field. And uh, instead, they got a little bit more than they bargained for, I guess. Um, Probably but, a lawsuit, as a matter well, of fact. Well, that too. But they, yeah, they, they were very cool to just, uh, you know, oh my God, like that kind of reaction. So, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a story that, honestly, if there was, a, if, I don't think there's a better ending to it uh, if you start with those circumstances. So, you know, good for them. <laughs> and good reaction by Hertz to one, not get hurt, but then two, really look like the good guy helping people up you uh you sent me the open letter that he wrote to the football team today what'd you make of that i mean hilarious right like the fact that he one had to even write the letter he didn't have to but the fact that he wrote the letter is very funny but two it's just it's a it's a trolling of a franchise that has just been maligned for three decades right Mm -hmm. that i mean what they've been to the playoffs like four times over the past i don't know 30 years, something like that. And maybe it's more than that, but it, it can't be much more. They've always been bad since I've really known them. So um, I guess the RG3 year and a half, they were fine. But mm. yeah, it, to me, to me, it's the, the letters just it perfectly sums up everything that you you expect from, from Jalen Hurts in that situation. And Washington will ignore it like they've done to their fan base for, you know, a decade. Well, from cool, calm, and composed to the polar opposite of that, we had quite an incident in Tampa Bay this week as Antonio Brown preemptively ended his career with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And let's not kid ourselves, his time in football and and on a whole, what'd you make of this? I've never seen anything in my life like this. It was... So I, I was I was in the middle of watching sort of the the Eagles game, but then also Red Zone because there's fantasy championships on the line. Uh, solid zero two for your boy in fantasy championships. Congrats, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I all of a sudden I see I see something either on Twitter or in a group text that was like, "Yo, did that really just happen?" And mm-hmm. then cut to Red Zone. I was also in the process of taking down my Christmas tree, so like I had a bunch of things going on all at once. And I'm like looking at it, and I'm like, what, what, what could po- what could possibly have led to that? And you hear different reports, and you hear, all, but like, there's no way anyone like could have ever expected that reaction to be from literally anybody but a guy like Antonio Brown. Like, I don't understand it. It's yeah. the 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 change from you know the. Not I guess I guess not. I guess Mac is where he went. He went to a Mac school, right? Wasn't that it? Central Michigan. Yeah. So you go. You're talking about a guy who came in sort of unheralded, made a name for himself, became an absolute superstar, 
And the turn that has taken over the past five, four years. Since, since the broadcasting the locker room incident in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it has, been, it has been such a drastic, weird left turn. And obviously, if there's things going on in his personal life... You know, well, you I mean, it's, it's hard, sure. to, hard to look at this and not think that he is succumbing to one of the worst parts of playing football. Well, maybe. Or he just is you know, a, a sort of out there guy. And it, it's hard for me to, to sit here and be like, oh, it's for sure that. Like, that's definitely, it's definitely, you know, one of the, the real big backdraw or drawbacks of playing football. I'm not saying definitely, but if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck. But you're also, like, you're also making big assumptions. He's also just kind of, and I, I get, it, it's easy, it's an easy leap to make because of the perfect hit, right? That sort yeah. of is the the... The predicator. Uh, I don't even know if I use. I don't even know if that's the right word. But it's sort Works of that. Yeah, it's sort of that moment that everybody remembers, and that is sort of the tipping point where ever since then, things have gotten a little bit shaky, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and- well, even even Tom Brady in the press conference after the game, basically said, "Look, you know, this is it's bigger than football. Relationships are bigger than football. We love Antonio, but he started it out with." We hope he gets the help he needs. So the help he needs could be bipolar. Like it could be, it could be so many other things, it's right? True. Like that sort of reaction to just flippantly and and weirdly run off the field and throw all your stuff into the stands. If it's because you weren't getting enough catches, well, okay. The report, so there's also the other report that he was hurt. I, I yeah, don't know. His so his, BA started this off by saying. This all happened because he refused on multiple uh, occasions to go back into the game. Brown's camp says that he shouldn't have been playing at all because of his ankle injury. So the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, but, you know, slanted towards Arian's take would be I my guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, he did. I mean, he had three catches for 28 yards, I believe, uh, before this happened. So, yeah, I don't know, man, but this is, this was one of the, one of the most bizarre things I've seen in football. Like, it's one of the most bizarre things I think we've seen in sports. How often do you see somebody, I mean, the only other time I can remember is the dude, uh, Vontae Davis from the Bills, who just quit at (laughs) halftime. He just retired retired. at halftime. He said, I'm good. I'll I'll catch you. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Uh, but at least that was in the locker room. This being so public and so open, and then you follow up with all the things on social media, him waiting outside the stadium, and then last night he's at he's courtside at the Nets game. The picture of him waiting for the Uber is amazing. <laughs> it is so ridiculous because he's in the exact same outfit that he posted pregame, like him on the field in. It is, it's something, man. And I don't know, you know, I do hope that if there are issues and everything like that, he can get uh, the help or whatever that he needs. But it is, it is some of the most like. You have like eye catching content <clears throat> or, or, or like stories yeah. that, that you can imagine. Like everything that follows this guy is so it, it's just drama and crazy, like just zaniness, no yeah. matter what it is. He is single handedly responsible for the best all or, or the best uh, hard knocks of the last decade when he was in Oakland. Yeah. And the whole, didn't he like, he like, uh, he burned his feet fro- in the, yeah, cryo- in the cryotherapy tra- chamber. Oh my gosh. And then he was running around outside after they, they finally agreed to release him. Like, it's just, 
the the guy's a walking news story. I don't yeah. I don't know, man. It stinks that it, what's crazy is he's still a very productive football player, which is the the worst part about kind doesn't of doesn't matter of anymore. But no, it's it's done. You'll you'll never see him. I don't know how a team could ever give him a shot of playing again after that sort of outburst. It just is a bummer that you won't get to see the actual talent and the thing that made him as big of a star as he is anymore because he he was still doing it. You're right, and obviously. Part of that, there's help because the Bucks do have a pretty loaded offensive lineup, right? Yeah. You have Evans, you had Godwin, you have Gronk. So, like, you know, the teams aren't keying just on Brown. But even yeah. when he was with the Steelers, they were. And but that Brady guy at quarterback up. is well, good, too. Of course. But it, to me, you know, it's, it's, just one of those, it's just one of those things that it's a bummer you won't see that on the field anymore. But, I mean, you can't say it's not his own fault, unfortunately. Well, Gregory, I think I know where you're going to put your money, but uh, Bavada does have odds for where Antonio Brown will play game one of the 2022-2023 season. And uh, the the favorite, as you would imagine, minus 350 is not on an NFL roster. <laughs> in terms of the actual teams, the Green Bay Packers come in number one at 500, the Seahawks at 550, the Ravens at 850, the Chiefs at nine, the Philadelphia Eagles at 1,000, the Colts at 15, and the Jacksonville Jaguars at plus 2,000. The Ravens are actually an interesting one, right? Only because, one, they have, isn't Hollywood Brown is either cousin, his cousin or, yeah, it's his cousin. And then you also talk about a team that is in desperate need of I don't know, any like, sort of big play receiver. Sammy Watkins is, was signed as a free agent and they drafted Rashad Bateman in the first round. So I would. Yeah, I would be surprised. But Sammy Watkins is a guy who never really lived up to that full potential, even when he was with the Chiefs. That was the Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey show, even then when Watkins was there. And, I mean, who drafted Watkins? Was it the Bills initially? Bills. Yeah, like that. He, he never lived up to the Clemson hype uh, that Sammy Watkins had coming out. So... I don't know if I would still trust that. The Ravens are an intriguing team, though. If he were to ever somehow make it back into the league, it, it's amazing how those decisions to go for it on on you know for two down one and lose both times critically basically ruined the Ravens season. Mm. Like that's wild to me. Well, I mean, it did come out today. There's the the video of uh, of Harbaugh asking. Uh, I forget whether if it's Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley, what they should do there. It wasn't just him making a unilateral decision. Oh, no, I'm not even blaming Harbaugh necessarily all by himself. Cause I do remember after the one against the Steelers, Lamar, Lamar, they came out and said like Lamar and Harbaugh were talking like on the sidelines about going for two, yeah. but it's just, it's just wild that those, those plays stand out so much over the course of 17 games where now your, your only hopes and, they may have even been dashed with the Steelers win last night, but your your only hopes are now the they Jaguars be, they beat the have to beat the Colts. Well, the Jaguars have to beat the Colts too. Like that, yeah. no, either one of those teams, if they win, they're out. As the Jaguars beat the Colts, like that's and it. They, they of course will not. No, the Colts are going to absolutely steamroll the Jaguars, punch their ticket, and then Sunday night football is going to be amazing. Well, not in this house. <laughs> um, how about what do you think about the other Harbaugh? A lot of smoke that Jim Harbaugh could end up the next head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, time to get out, buddy. Time to get out while the getting's good. And it's yeah. 
it's it's good outside of the fact that Georgia embarrassed them in the college football playoff. Like it was almost never a contest. Somehow Cincinnati put up a better fight against Alabama than Michigan did against Georgia, uh, which is crazy to me. Um, but to me, if you're Harbaugh, now's the time. Now is the time to go and just and your job's always on on the line at Michigan. You're always mm-hmm. under the pressure to. You know, uh, to win, you got over the hump there. You made the college football playoff. You beat Ohio State. You won the Big Ten. You're not going to win a national championship in Michigan. The, there's like four teams that have a chance to win the national championship every year, and two of them are in the SEC. One's in the Big Ten, and it's not Michigan. And then maybe Clemson if they're good. Outside of that, really nobody else has a shot with the way the current structure is. So, like, to me moving to to the Vegas Raiders you still have Derek Carr we'll see what happens with the other people uh skill position wise but I mean it's definitely a move I'd consider there's no doubt about it all right well let's jump to this weekend's games week 18 as I said in the National Football League first time we're ever saying that Starting on Saturday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time, the Kansas City Chiefs head to Denver to take on the Denver Broncos, and uh, Bavada has those Broncos plus 10 at home. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs are playing for first place, right? Yep. They, they need to win to have put pressure on the Titans. I don't know if the Titans will necessarily need it against the Texans if the pressure is going to matter, but um, the, the Chiefs are going to have to go in there and just take care of business and it's gonna be it's gonna be weird to think that they may have to play in that first weekend of the playoffs, but because uh, we haven't seen that in a while. But that that one yeah. buy that one buy really makes a big difference, and the Broncos just could never put it together. You know they they're gonna finish seven and nine, eight or eight and nine, seven and ten, something like that. They just their their quarterback play just was was never there for them. It's the one thing that's eluded that team. Pretty much completely. I think their defense has had a pretty pretty solid season. Even after moving on from Von Miller, they got draft picks. They they have they have some options. They just need to figure it out. Uh, you know, under center, if they can do that, they they can be a really interesting team next year. But I think the Chiefs roll in this one. The other Saturday game, eight fifteen Eastern time. The Dallas Cowboys head to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles, and Bavada's got those Eagles plus seven at home. I mean, I'm gonna take the Eagles, right? Like, I don't, I know, even if it's Minshew, Minshew, Greg Ward, JJ Ortega, Whiteside, Stoll, whoever that guy is, the backup Jack Stoll, tight end. Wisconsin tight end. This is the Jalen Rager game. Just throw oh, Jalen Rager the ball 15 times. No, I mean that's fine. It, it it's gonna be frustrating if we lose, but it's and ultimately it probably wouldn't affect much of the seeding stuff anyway. Um. But the Cowboys aren't exactly lighting the world on fire. They looked miserable against against an Arizona team that was on the ropes. Like I don't, I don't get it. I they're they're so up and down that it's impossible for me to put any faith in them moving forward. Like I, I'm a Cowboys hater through and through, but there are times this season where I was convinced that this team had a chance to do some real damage, and I just don't know. I don't know if it's because they don't run the ball enough because they're so enamored with their weapons outside. Big big loss in losing Gallup. I know they played a lot of the year without him, but yeah. um, that's certainly not something you want to see. One for him, but two for for them as they they try to go into the postseason. 
Um, I don't know. I think the Eagles hang tight here, regardless of who's under center on our end. I think the Eagles are going to get absolutely killed this week. Absolutely, absolute possibility, Chris, but I could never say that out loud. Ah, but I'm a realist, Greg. Heading to uh, the Sunday uh, games. Sorry. I get called the perpetual optimist because the entire time this season, uh, I just said, I think this team can make the playoffs. Not on the podcast necessarily. Are you, but it, yeah, are you kidding in, me? In Every text I get from you is, they, this team stinks. They do You even stink. started, that was the first text I got they, from you during the game <laughs> this weekend. They gave up an opening drive touchdown. I say this team stinks, it motivates them, they move forward. That's how it works. Well, thank uh, you for your least, contribution. Or, or at least in my head. Um, but no, I remember early on in the season, like looking at the schedule and saying it in group texts, and my one buddy be like, Ah, you're always that. You're always the the glass half full optimist in this case, and it's like, well, yeah, for the season, because all I want is the team to make the playoffs, and we're gonna do that, and then we're fine. That's it. All right. The Chicago Bears head to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings, and Bavada has those Vikings minus two and a half at home. Ah, <sighs> uh, man. I, I thought, you know, I'll be honest. For what Sean Mannion had to time uh, time wise to prepare. He was not as bad as I thought. He was in an impossible to win situation. First career start in Lambeau, playing Rodgers, playing for the one seed. Like, you really were kind of just done there. You really had no choice. But I assume it's the Kirk Cousins show again uh, this upcoming week. I don't know. It's it's a game that is meaningless for both sides, right? The Vikings are completely (laughs) out of it. Maybe Jefferson can pad some stats. Uh... And then for the Bears, if Fields is hurt, you're trying out Andy Dalton again, I assume. Yep. It's probably Nagy's swan song. Honestly, both of these teams might not have coaches by Monday. So, uh, impossible to handicap. I think the Bears keep it close. That's that's about it. Cause only because they've played all right over the past couple weeks, regardless of who's been, been behind them. And they're riding a hot two-game winning streak. Well, here's that game we alluded to earlier. The Indianapolis Colts head to Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Bavada has the Jaguars plus 16 at home. The Jaguars don't cover big numbers. We just saw it last week with with the Patriots. They were in Foxborough. <laughs> what were the got, odds on that? They were there it, was, it, was uh, six, it was it was Jaguars plus 32, and they didn't yeah, cover. It could have it could have been. It was it. I think right before game time, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of between 16 and 18 points, and it. I mean, it was never a contest, no. like never. And and I don't. You can't give too much credit to the Patriots. I don't. I actually don't even know how to score that because the Patriots are a solid team, but they like the Jaguars are just really, really, really bad. Yes, I mean, I, it's going to be very interesting to see who they bring in as a head coach. I, I don't know. I don't know which way they're going to fall here because it, based off the candidates that they're bringing in. It looks like they're going to go NFL veteran. Uh, Dougie P might be the guy. I, I saw they were going to interview Caldwell, too, which is an interesting choice. Well, those are, those are culture hires. Uh, sure, I guess. It's, to me, yeah, either I honestly don't think they could go wrong with either one of those guys. I don't think you can do, I think you have to go uh, that route if you're if you're the Jaguars. You don't really have a choice peterson uh, should have a job so i can well that's i that. i agree with that completely but yeah so i mean good luck to him if he does get that yeah well i mean you do get the benefit of uh that last year's number one pick so 
and you have this year's number one pick, essentially. I yeah, well, that's not as big a up. not as big a benefit this year. Well, load up on defense, do something. Um, yeah, load up on draft picks, trade down, <laughs> trade down, trade down. <laughs> then you have the Colts who win and get in, win and get in. You go to the postseason. Uh, you know, you got you, you got Wentz back there, Taylor. The defense that is just it's. They've been that scrappy team all year. I wouldn't want to play them in a playoff game. I just wouldn't. Like they, their defense is very good. They they can turn the ball over. Their special teams makes plays. Um, shout out Zaire Franklin, LaSalle College High School, making special teams plays left and right for that team. Uh, he's just like they they are just a very well coached, well put together team, and I think they're going to absolutely steamroll the Jaguars in Jacksonville early. Well, yeah, I mean, they have uh, MVP candidate Carson Wentz at uh, quarterback. It's fine. The, uh, here, here's the game we talked about earlier. The Pittsburgh Steelers head to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know how you have a line for this with the uncertainty about Lamar Jackson right now. Bovada does, and it's Ravens minus five and a half. You, you can't put Lamar Jackson in this game if you're the Ravens. It's... It's it. I mean, I guess because you have that slight chance, the slightest of slight chances, you put him in. But you got a scoreboard watch, and if this game gets out of hand, get him out of there. If he's your future, he's the guy you you've extended. He's a former league MVP. He shows flashes of absolute brilliance. You can't risk him against the the defense of the Steelers. The front seven of the Steelers, like, let's not be ridiculous. You just can't do it. TJ yeah. Watt is a chance to to break the all-time sack record this weekend. He was yeah. phenomenal against Cleveland on Monday night. Like, you can't do that. And then... Well, Greg, I think the bigger point to that is you didn't pay him all that money. Lamar Jackson never got his extension. He signed for next year $23 million. That's it. Huh. I thought they uh, well, that's on me. I thought they had actually signed him to a deal, and maybe it's just because he tweeted the eye emoji when Mahomes got his deal. Yeah, uh, that's probably why I believe that. Um, huh? Well, that changes things. Unless Spot Track uh, is wrong, and I'm forgetting something. I am highly doubt that they're they're usually on top of things. So uh, much more than my memory uh, <laughs> on Claritin. So um, is that what you're calling it now, Claritin? <laughs> Yes, exactly. That and I sat in my bathroom and turned the water on as hot as possible and ste- tried to steam the uh, uh, steam okay. the allergies. I think away. I think everyone gets it. It doesn't matter. Uh, but then <laughs> you have the gets it. and you have the Steelers, and it's Big Ben's last ride. Right? We we got to watch all the pageantry last night of of the the end of the Big Ben era. Uh, I guess in Pittsburgh. It was a little, a little much to for for my liking, but can I tell you that uh, I saw a tweet last night from one of the guys who I, I you know you know I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of the show Psych and uh, the uh, the titular character in that who played Sean Spencer is James Roday James Roday Rodriguez he tweeted about this last night and the tweet was simply. I love football. I have my whole life. He's for context. He's a Titans fan. I love football. I have my uh, have my whole life. Guilty as charged. It's an ugly sport with lots of ugly secrets and stains on its carpet. 
Bad behavior has been rewarded with record-breaking deals and golden busts, and this will likely continue. Tonight's ongoing tribute made me nauseous. It's a tough, that's a tough topic, you know? The the guy did some stuff. He's not, he's definitely not wrong. Like, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, I don't know enough about the actual situation to, to, to really say a lot that happened. I mean, that was a long time ago. That's the kind of stuff that doesn't go away, though. No, 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 I agree with that. I I do agree with that. But, like, I'm talking about from my own personal knowledge of the details, for me to comment either way would sort of be irresponsible, right? I I know the public sentiment and everything else, uh, and and a lot of the facts from what I've gathered in in minuscule reading about it don't don't look great uh, in terms of, of... the gentleman who will be retiring. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it is very weird to see that sort of stuff sort of swept under the rug and the big celebration all over ESPN. It's, it's a weird one, Chris. It's certainly, it's certainly a weird one. Uh, to say the very, very, very least, uh, numerous and look, allegations are just allegations. Uh, but numerous instances of sexual assault, uh, alcohol issues, other CD issues. Not a great guy. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Maybe not somebody we should be celebrating to this degree, though. I understand that because it's on TV, it needs to be spectacle. And uh, yeah, I just... A little gross. It's a lot of pageantry for... <sighs> Someone with some questionable, questionable past. Okay, look. In a world where the allegations are correct, I'm not saying they are, I'm not saying they are not. Can you imagine being the victim and having to watch that? No, no, yeah, (laughs) it'd be bad. It'd be bad. But we also, like, again, it's not, it's also not specific to one sport, right? No, of course not. It's across the board that this sort of, you you can find this in every sport. So if if you want to say that it's football only, that's no one's that's saying tough. that. That sounded like what the guy from Psych said. But he that's was fine. just talking about being a football fan. I I understand that, but it happens in every sport. So to 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 say that it's just football is is incorrect. I don't think I don't think anybody's saying it's just football. I think we're we're talking about football because this happens to be football. Sure, that's fine. It's. Yeah, it's not a great, it's not great, which it's very, man, I, I could get into the whole media side of it. It's very, it's a very, very weird and long look at, at all of, like, the, the whole, the whole Monday night game was about it, like, yeah. the entire game, and I, it's hard, it's hard for me to wrap my head around it. For I sure. don't know. Who makes those programming decisions? It's not, is it you? It's definitely not me. I'm pretty sure it's it's Zed. <laughs> well, possibly. Pretty sure he is responsible <laughs> for that. Director Head of hate Disney mail. programming? Yeah, director <laughs> hate mail to Zed of Better Still Life fame. <laughs> I'll let him know to expect a deluge. The Tennessee Titans traveled to Houston to take on the Houston Texans, and Bavada's got the Texans plus 10 and a half at home. I mean, could you have a better scenario if you're a Titan? fan revenge from the earlier loss this season 
the potential that Derrick Henry returns to the, at least practice this week. Meaning, yeah, he's activated tomorrow. Yeah, no need to play him in this game. No, let's, of course Let's not. not fool around. Get him, get win, get the bye, bring Derrick Henry back for the beginning of the postseason. And whether he's effective or not is somewhat irrelevant. Uh, but the idea that he's there makes a big difference. And, like, the Texans are just, they, they've, wildly been successful weird like lately not as much this past weekend but um they, they've showed some signs of life i just don't know what they're what they do moving forward in terms of the off season, right like mm-hmm. how i i don't know if you can replace yet another coach like no it seems like to? it seems like collie gets to stay i think so i think I think the Chargers win is the one that they where it's like, yeah, we gotta we gotta run it back at least one more year here and and just see what we have. And then also the idea of at this point the the Deshaun Watson saga has to end this offseason. Like there has to be oh, yeah, a decision sure. either way. And then that frees up something, whether it's picks, whether it's whether it's you know. I don't know, restitution, players, trades, whatever it's going to be. Restitution? You, well, you at least get that drama out of your plate. And I swear to God, if that drama ends up on South Broad Street, I will stop watching. I will just watch Red Zone. I, I won't be able to handle it. I will lose my mind. I don't. We don't need that. You, we just had that long conversation about that sort of thing. And we're going to pretend, like, like, allegations are allegations, but, like, to then make a trade for someone like that, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one to try to defend. And I'd like to see I'd, – I, I don't want to have to see someone uh, in Philadelphia try to defend it. Leave that to some other team. Yeah, it's a tough situation. The Washington football team travels to New York to take on the New York Giants. Bavada has the Giants plus six and a half. Well, Chris, all those, all those players are ready to come back to the Giants. Right, they all left. They're seeing how good the Giants are doing. Wait, what? Oh, four and twelve. Four, four and twelve. Yeah. When's the last time they scored a touchdown? Did they get <laughs> one over the weekend? Like, I, I they're the easiest team to bet against. You could have you could have given me the Bears. I I, I would have put my entire life savings on the Bears this past weekend. Then why be, didn't you? Well, you know, you coward. I can't just liquefy that easily, Chris. This is ridiculous. Um, I understand. I mean, you've got that much wealth. <laughs> the the Giants, by the way, you should know this one, uh, scored a touchdown against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, yes, they did. It's like, the, I think I think it wasn't Saquon. It was somebody else. But it, it's just, it's just bad sledding. And then, like, who are they firing? Just the GM? They're keeping Daniel Jones and, yeah. and Joe Judge, which is interesting. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And then Washington's side of it, they're just, they are a team that just early on bad breaks. You lose Fitzpatrick. Not that Heineke's been bad, but the plan was to run Fitzmagic throughout the season. That didn't happen. The defense took a really long time to get into playing shape and like figure out exactly what their identity was. And maybe it was reading their own headlines. Yeah. But they're, they're not a team that I think has that much that they necessarily need to figure out outside of potentially who's going to be starting quarterback. Do you ride with Heineke and try to see if you can build out the rest of this team? Cause he's at least serviceable, right? Like he's, he's, 
he does he make some dumb mistakes of course but that that's that's just how some quarterbacks are and i'm not going to say that he's going to win them a super bowl but he can at least give them a little bit of consistency there while they try to fill out the rest of this team by the way, I cannot believe that you forgot the pivotal play that was with three minutes and 50 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter, Mike Glennon to Evan Ingram cutting the lead from 34 to three to 34 to 10. You're right. I, I apologize. The, the one of Evan Ingram's two touchdowns on the season. I should have known. Mike the, Glennon. <laughs> uh, and, they, and they actually went, went to Mike Glennon <laughs> because is, Fromm was so bad. That's... Un- actually unbelievable. Yeah. The Carolina Panthers, who have had the quarterback uh, controversy of their own in recent weeks, head to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bavada has uh, the Buccaneers minus eight at home. I mean, the Bucs, I, they're obviously not playing for the one seed. I guess it's sort of a pick and choose where you want to play. But do you risk letting anybody else get hurt? I think that's why this is only eight points. Yeah, like, I don't see any reason why the Bucs play anybody in this game. Like, there's just no reason to to even mess around. You've already had the injuries to Fournette. You've already had the injury, you know, across the board for your receivers. Why mess around? Let's just get in, get out. Who cares if we lose? If we lose and we have to go to Philly, so be it. You know what I mean? We've already beat them once. It is what it is. And then the Panthers, just a lost season. And weirdly enough, it looks like Rule's going to be out of a job. Like, is that what's going to happen? Yeah, he, he uh, does not seem to be liked within the organization. Oh, it's just, like, I, the, the weird quote that he had either a week or two weeks ago, he's like, oh, you know, it, it took Jay-Z seven years to make something. Right? He, like, compared seven years, like, because his contract was seven years long, and it's like, bro, this is the NFL, like, those contracts are irrelevant. Well, you uh, get paid, so they're relevant in that sense. Well, but, sure, but yeah. like the length of time is irrelevant. So I, I don't know, man. He's in a bad situation. They made a bad pick in trying to go with Sam Darnold. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know where they go moving forward because who knows what McCaffrey if McCaffrey ever becomes McCaffrey again? Like yeah. I don't know if that's even possible. Maybe don't give your running back 413 touches in a season. It never mm-hmm. goes well. That's true. That's true. That's ridiculous. Um, the most recent battle of the Alabama quarterback club, the New England Patriots head to Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins. Bavada has the Dolphins plus seven. Dolphins are such a fun story this year from going one and seven to eight and seven and then yeah. proceeding to get absolutely throttled by the Titans and then out of playoff contention. Um I think they have some stuff to build on, though. Uh, Waddle's emerged. Kasiki's been a fine tight end. Tua, still 50-50. I still lean on he, he has the potential to be, be an all right starter in the league. They just got to get better on defense. They have to get better on defense, and they need to figure out any sort of viable, consistent running back situation. They thought maybe it was Gaskin, then there's random Duke Johnson appearances. Uh, Philip Lindsay got cut by the Texans and then ended up there. So yeah. there's some things to figure out from that perspective. But honestly, the way Flores turned the season around, you know, is very, it's a very, uh, it's a good thing to look at in terms of how good of a coach he is. I know, I know they benefited a little bit from the worst schedule. I'm going to sneeze. God. God bless you. I was trying to hold that in and I just couldn't. Nah, don't um, do that. It's unhealthy. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the but um, they they benefited from again not really playing anybody, and then they went up against the Titans and got throttled. Mm-hmm. Not going to foreshadow that for the Eagles at all. Um, but that's just kind of where that went. And then the Patriots, you know, they're they're back in the playoffs. That's that's what the Patriots do. It'll One by forty last week. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Mac Jones can bring to the table. I think. You would say that the the health of Damian Harris's hamstring is the most important, but we saw Ramondre Stevenson. We've seen him in different uh, you know spells this season come in and and work on you know as the backup running back, and he's looked good. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm intrigued by this Patriots team, and I'm not somebody who likes to bet against Bill Belichick. Uh, it'll be I I can't wait to see if they're able to pull off anything in the playoffs. The uh, New Orleans Saints head to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons, and Bavada has the Falcons plus four and a half. Saints fighting for their playoff lives potentially with crazy. This it, it's it's you know the coin flip situation with them and San Fran. Can Matt Matt Ryan play spoiler? I, I don't know. It's Taysom Hill. Just get the ball to Alvin Kamara. Let Kamara do work. <gasps> You can run the ball every once in a while, but that's how this team has to win this game. Like they, they have no other option. Get yeah. the ball to Kamara in space. Let him be the guy who is unbelievable, and and go from there. Stop messing around. And I just it, it frustrates me to watch this team and and a lot of teams not use running backs correctly or not use the guys they have playing running back correctly. Which is weirdly enough, the Falcons. That's what they did most of the season with Cordero Patterson. They made him their running or made him their running back and used him in a way that wasn't necessarily a traditional running back. And we saw how successful it was. I mean, the Falcons are going to finish a couple games under 500 or one game under 500, depending on how this one goes, which I don't think anyone expected after week one and the throttling that the Eagles gave them. Um, you just kind of wonder what would have been if Calvin Ridley was had stayed uh, and if the defense was a tiny bit better. Um, it's going to be an interesting offseason for them now because I don't know if they move on from, from Ryan or at least look to the successor or start to build that plan. I don't know how you do it being 500, though. That's tough. Or just yeah. under 500 because you're going to yeah. be like mid-first round. It's going to be hard, but I, I feel like the writing's been on the wall for that change of quarterback for a while now. Yeah, I think after maybe a year or two after the Brady Patriots comeback Super Bowl, that was kind of when you needed to start looking at it, and they just haven't done that yet. Well, I know obviously Kyle Pitts had a historically good rookie season, but the pick that always made sense was the Falcons taking Mac Jones, and you have to think that the Falcons still wish they took Mac Jones. Well, it's crazy because the Pitts thing is, is for as historically good as it was, it felt sort of under the radar because the team was so like not bad, but they weren't yeah they weren't doing anything impactful that it, it sort of felt like like I I saw that that stat and I was like that's crazy because it feels to me like Pitts didn't have that great of a rookie season yeah and obviously that's wrong he had one of the best ones ever so. it's the it's the um oh God what was that guy's name. It's the Terrell Pryor season in in Cleveland where you're the only option, so you get the ball every play. Makes sense. <laughs> you don't think Russell Gage is, is eating up yards? No, I don't, Gregory. No, I don't. Hayden Hurst? <laughs> yeah, they traded a first-round pick for Hayden Hurst. Wild. The uh, New York Jets traveled to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. 
Biggest line of the week here. Bovada's got the Bills minus 17 at home. I mean, do the Bills play anybody? Like, what's, I guess it's a, from a seeding perspective. Are they still eligible to get the one seed? I don't think so. Right? I'm looking at it. Yeah, but... maybe they can. I think they would need both the Chiefs and the Titans to lose. So I guess it really depends. I, I guess it really depends because they beat the Chiefs head to head. Right? Yeah, they beat the Chiefs head to head, I believe, early on in the season. So um, it's a four o'clock game. That's a tough one. And the Jets, while being terrible, have showed some signs of life. Uh, the 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 much criticized by me, Zach Wilson, has not been that bad. They've they've used Braxton Berrios very interestingly, mm-hmm. and like getting a guy with a ton of speed the ball in space, weird. Um, and their defense has been better. Uh, I know they've been playing bad teams, but like it at least gives you hope if you're a Jets fan, if if you can still have hope as a Jets fan. But it at least gives you hope moving forward that maybe, just maybe, we might uh, return to the prominence of what was Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez. God willing, <laughs> which uh, in we the I mean in hindsight to the butt sounds days. in hindsight, yeah. But they also went to back to back AFC title games. So. No one remembers that. I okay, that's probably true. The butt fumble is more prolific. The San Francisco 49ers head to Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Rams. And Bavada's got the Rams minus four at home. I mean, the Rams got to exercise some demons. Yep. They have to in this game uh, against the 49ers. I think the Niners have beat them like five straight times or something like that. You got to exploit the fact that it's probably going to be Trey Lance. That you, you have to get pressure on him. And, and not that the Rams have looked anything good at all lately. They've been very mediocre. Mm-hmm. Stafford's looked lost at times back there. I don't know if it's injury. I don't know if it's just situationally. Like, I, I just don't know. It really feels like after losing Robert Woods, that team offensively sort of went in a very weird direction, and Stafford's been almost a little bit lost since then. Um, but he came through when he needed to against Baltimore, made the, the big throw to Odell when he had to, and now we're here. They have to win this game, though. Aaron Donald, Von Miller... Uh, Jalen, um, I almost said Mills. I know that Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey. Like th- this is what they were brought here for. Let's clinch uh, potentially the two seed, or, or at worst the three seed. Like you just have to win here. And if you're the Forty ers win and get in, win and get in the playoffs. If it's in Trey Lance's hands, it's in Trey Lance's hands. He's got weapons. He's just got to be able to use them and i don't know if he's capable of that just yet i mean lance acquitted himself fairly well for his first nfl start 16 to 23 249 yards two touchdowns and a pick and like you know 30 yards on the ground he i thought he granted it's the texans but i thought he played fine that's the issue that's the issue is it's the texans and i don't think he was necessarily bad that's not no that's not necessarily what i'm saying but it's the step up in competition in a must-win game to get into the playoffs. Wait, it's, are you saying the Rams are better than the Texans? I, I, it's a, it's a leap of faith. Believe me, it's a leap <laughs> of faith, but just a tiny bit. Yeah, uh, I'm, ta- I'm gonna take Davis Mills over Matt Stafford. <laughs> I mean, you're probably not wrong. For if Stop you're it! Obviously, that's very wrong. <laughs> Um, Davis the uh, Seattle Seahawks travel to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Bavada has the Cardinals minus seven at home. After everybody wrote the Cardinals off, they were they were essentially declared DOA 
uh, in terms of you know limping into the playoffs. Then they go to Dallas, beat Dallas in Jerry's world. They seem to be flying a little bit higher now. So I'm I'm intrigued to see what they do here against Seattle because really the only thing they can do is improve playoff position mm-hmm. essentially and. Do how much do you play Kyler? How much do you trust him? You're playing on the first weekend, regardless. You care who you play, and to hopefully get a healthy James Conner back, and that'll that'll certainly help. AJ Green was actually making catches, which is surprising. Um, and then Seattle, it's weird when they actually just let Russ throw the ball. How many touchdowns they could score? And I know Rashad Penny had a big game, so that's a little tongue in cheek, but like. Uh, you haven't thrown a DK Metcalf in like six weeks. And all of a sudden he catches three touchdowns. Like, what are we doing? I don't know. I, it, it's going to be a long off season for, for the Seahawks and, and their fan base to see what, what yeah. changes are going to be made, whether it's a coach or quarterback or whoever mm-hmm. uh, is no above. longer there. And I think it probably is both. Unfortunately, if you're Seattle uh, or fortunately, depending on your opinions of them, Pete Carroll um, to Michigan. Let's start that right now. Oh gosh, that is, that would be not a terrible hire, but I don't know if he's got the, like Pete Carroll. I know, I know Pete Carroll is <laughs> all of a sudden Apple watches just start yelling at me. Um, Pete Carroll Product is, placement. I know, look at that. That's why they pay me the big bucks, buddy. Wait a second. Um, Tim Cook's paying us? Yeah. That pro- no, he's just listening. Uh, indirectly. Well, yeah, listening. Always listening. <laughs> has to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, Pete Carroll to Michigan. Him going back to college would be such a weird step. I don't yeah, know. And also, he's very old at this well, point. Well, that's, that's what I was alluding to before. I was rudely interrupted by Siri. So, yeah, that would be tough for me to, to try to, to put across as a, as a Michigan fan. If I was a Michigan fan, and being like, yes. Most nineteen, most sixteen, seventeen-year-olds making their college college decision want the seventy-two-year-old head seventy-two-year-old head coach coming in. I mean, they don't give a shit how old the head coach is if the head coach is getting guys drafted. True, that's a good point. Our final NFL game of the weekend: the Los Angeles Chargers head to Las Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Bavada has the Raiders plus three at home. Win is there anything more exciting than winning? Get in Sunday night football, last spot at you know in the playoffs. It is, it is arguably like the most high stakes game outside of like the Super Bowl every year at the end of the season when this when this happens and it's it's just perfect that they're able to flex it to Sunday night. The mm-hmm. Raiders have overcome obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. Like and then you just throw in another obstacle this week and it's like, what, what are we doing? There's decision making that I can't wrap my head around, right? Yeah. Like, you just like you just saw mere weeks ago, weeks ago, a teammate do have do something absolutely horrific, and then you. Obviously, you don't repeat the exact same thing, but you fall under into the same trap. Like, that's that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. To to when I saw that news, I was like, it is. It, it when it rains, it pours in terms of, in terms of the Raiders this season. But they're here. They've somehow kept it together. Derek mm-hmm. Carr's been fantastic. 
Hunter Renfro has been sort of the unheralded, unsung hero of that team, um, which is outstanding for well, him. And every team he's ever been on. Well, that's true, too. But Zay Jones has stepped up as well. Their running game has been fine. Like, they, they've they've somehow overcome injuries, coach firing, scandals, off-the-field issues, serious off-the-field issues. Like, And somehow they still have a chance to host a game where they can win or get in. And then it's the Chargers. Futility in certain situations and, and you know, all the all the games that should have, could have, would have, you shouldn't be in this position because you should have beat the Texans who had 30 guys missing from COVID. You had a chance mm-hmm. to, you know, take a bunch of points and kept going for it on fourth down against the Chiefs. Like, this this is a game where Brandon Staley, it's sort of a put-up-or-shut-up kind of situation he, very early on in his coaching head coaching career. So, mm-hmm. I I like... I like the Chargers just based off the talent that they have. I like Eckler. I like Williams. I like Keenan Allen. I think Herbert is is that guy. The issue becomes is can they go into Las Vegas and, and take that game over? It's going to be a fun one. I think the Chargers can get it, but uh, I'm, I'm going to be glued to my TV for the last regular season game of Week 18. And finally, no Monday night football in the NFL this week, but the uh, the... The NCAA is more than happy to pick that little, uh, well, no metaphor there. It <laughs> ran out of the ability to talk at the one-hour mark here. Pick but I'm, look, there's a national championship game in college football. It's going to be on Monday. And uh, Bavada has the... <laughs> Bavada falling apart, really. Um, Bavada <laughs> has Alabama, the number one overall team in the country, plus three. I mean, it's it's so hard to pick against Alabama, right? It makes it makes my brain hurt. Like you watch you watch the first game where they played each other, and it was so decisive. It was so decisive that Alabama was just better, despite all the hype from Georgia, despite yeah. everything. Then you watch the games over the weekend, and you're like, man, Georgia's really, really good. Like, I, 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 but I can't. I have to go Saban. I have to go Alabama. This is what they do. They win titles, and this is what Georgia does. They always get there and then just can't get over the hump. It just, it always, it's, it always seems to be the case. Going way back to before Saban and Kirby Smart, it's just that's that's just sort of always been the thing. Gotta go Saban. Gotta go Crimson Tide. It feels. Like it feels like you're stealing money, right? Getting getting Alabama plus money, Alabama plus one twenty on the money line. It feels like they're trapping me. Yeah. Like 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 they just don't want me. Like they they just expect me to fall right into this. It almost feels too easy, which is always a problem. It is always a problem. All right. Well, that is it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. For Greg Crow and I'm Chris Forwardall. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next time.